0: Nine, eight, seven, six,
1: five, four, three, two,
0: one.
1: I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is no ordinary episode of the Ten News. This is the Ten News Gets Extra. This Saturday, we're talking emojis. Did you ever wonder how an emoji gets made? We did. And we went to an expert on the topic, Jennifer Daniel, chair of the Emoji Subcommittee at the Unicode Consortium. There is an emoji subcommittee. Nice. Show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan got the full scoop on exploding heads and boomerangs in our full interview.
0: Check it out. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today on the 10 News. We're really excited to have you here. We've been bouncing emojis back and forth on the team in preparing for this interview today. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners
2: and then tell us what you do? Hi, my name is Jennifer Daniel, and I am the chair of the Emoji Subcommittee for the Unicode Technical Committee, which is part of the Unicode Consortium. And I make emoji. I also work at Google. And at Google, I make emoji.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of overlap there. I'd love for you to explain to our listeners what exactly is the Unicode Consortium and who's on it.
2: So Unicode is a volunteer-based organization, and they're responsible for encoding the world's languages. So you could think, like, basically, they're the reason that if you send a message in Hindi from one device, the person you're sending it to can read it in Hindi. Before Unicode existed, that was a real problem. People couldn't communicate in their native tongues around the world. So think of it this way, right? Um Every letter, on the screen that you read, whether it be a tablet or a computer or a phone or anything that's in a digital space, every letter is assigned a code point. So if you send someone facepalm emoji, the code point for facepalm is U1F926, right? So emoji, even though they look like pictures, are really a font. And that's why they sit next to words is because they operate like letters. And they, they they are interchangeable with with how you text or communicate online. We work with people all over the world. So like I mentioned, um, Unicode is volunteer based, right? So it's a, it's a small group of people who can kind of offer their work for free (laughs) and and do this work. But what we try to do is surround ourselves by experts, so so people who understand how people communicate, or maybe they have a certain expertise in, uh, I'm talking to a doctor recently, a cardiovascular surgeon around the anatomical heart and lungs and a new emoji for x-ray. So we try to surround ourselves by people who really understand the subject matter quite a bit when making decisions around what is useful, what will be used a lot, what is currently being used a lot uh, before we add it, which is why it takes almost two years to add an emoji. It takes a really long time because we're, we're vetting it fairly thoroughly. So what I
0: really want to know is when the consortium makes a decision, those emojis are forever, right? Once you can't then decide a year later to delete something, like once it's out there, it's out there.
2: Yeah. So it's true. Emoji, once they're added, are there forever? There's a real permanence to them, which is really interesting if you think about it, right? Because language is flexible and fluid and transient and morphable, and emoji are not. Emoji stand still. I really want to understand
0: how did you go? from being a little kid growing up, figuring out what you wanted to do to now being an emoji expert? Like, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to do emojis. Tell us, tell us how that all came to be.
2: Oh boy. I bet, you know, if you had told me just five years ago that I would be making emoji, I may have said, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> I would have never imagined it. <laughs> I've always been someone who is interested in drawing and just language, but I didn't have a way to articulate that was what I was interested in. I just have always been fascinated by it and drawn to how people talk and everything from accents to the words they use and then how they they articulate it in pictures. It, I don't know, just like anyone else, I just have a curiosity about the world and all those curiosities have just led me down this path where now I get to work on what I work on now.
0: That's so great. So can you share a little bit about how emojis are actually designed?
2: Yes. So, you know, after the consortium makes their list of recommendations and they become code points and emoji, it's up to designers to, well, to get involved. And the first step is we take a look at the image in the proposal. So anyone can propose an emoji and we take we try to see what was the intent of the person who proposed it in the first place. Then the next step is we confer with subject matter experts, right? There's, there's nothing that doesn't have a subject matter expert, whether it be um, the not emoji. We talk to people who are experts in tying knots, or if it's an anatomical heart or lungs, we talk to doctors. If it's a boomerang, we talk to people who have made boomerangs and we try to get a sense of is this emoji authentic? So, like a good example of that might even be the boomerang emoji. In an, in an earlier version of our design, the angle of the boomerang was more around 90 degrees. And when we showed it to someone uh, who was familiar with boomerangs, they were like, oh, no, that if a boomerang was at that angle, it would never come back to you because of the way that, you know, the precision of the torque and the, the angularity and the velocity, it would it would just it, would, it wouldn't it would be a boomerang. And so, we you know, we had to change the angle so that it was much wider. Uh, and so you have to really balance accuracy with, um, you know, a, a disposition of a friendliness.
0: It's been really wonderful to see kind of the expansion of skin color and um, having more gender representation. How has the Unicode Consortium played a role in that and what's coming next in that space?
2: We're trying to identify globally relevant concepts. When there are as many genders as there are people in the world as many foods as there are ingredients on the planet and a variety of objects that are really only limited by our imagination, every addition to the emoji keyboard is at risk of creating zones of exclusion without consciously trying. Mm -hmm. So the best we can do is to ensure emoji continue to be as broad and as flexible and as fluid as possible, just like language and just like people.
0: I don't know if you said it or if it was in an article that was referencing you, but the prayer hands um, that you could interpret it as a high five. And I had never seen it before. And now I can't unsee it. Like (laughs) now to me, it is now a high five. Um, When until someone until I read that, it it had never even occurred to me that it was something different.
2: You know, it's so. Funny is that I think it's one of those things that people love to debate just to have something to debate. Like, is prayer hands high five or is it, you know, is it definitively prayer hands? And my answer is, why not both? Right. Why Mm -hmm. can't it be both? It doesn't have to just be one or the other. If you need a high five and that conveys high fiveness, then it is a high five as far as I'm concerned. What is
0: your go to emoji? What's your favorite?
2: Oh, um so lately I have been using the tornado emoji plus anything else to convey just my life. So I might use tornado poop if <laughs> things are going really not so great, or maybe the cartwheel emoji and the black hole emoji when I want to convey that things are not going, <laughs> going so good right now. Uh, I like to put emoji together also sometimes punctuate with emoji, So I'll use the clown face emoji sometimes when I'm joking around. And hopefully the person I'm talking to understands that I'm just being silly. (laughs) Any
0: any sneak peeks um, or inside news that you can give us on what emoji are, are coming soon?
2: Oh, absolutely. We have a list of 36 new emoji coming out in the next emoji release. And they are available online which I can share a URL for, I suppose, after after we chat. Um, Some of them include melting face. We have a salute face coming as well. Bubbles and a lotus flower and a number of other other emojis okay for all
0: of our listeners at home who love using emojis and and filling up their parents text chats with emojis um how could they learn more
2: Yeah, you could go to um unicode.org is all the information around what unicode does and that's everything from every language they support including emoji and really the internet is just you know there's there's Everyone's an emoji expert. Everyone's an emoji historian. So you'll find lots of people talking about it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of there's like a really just use them. You know, if you really want to understand something, I, my I would just say just use it and you can come to your own conclusion.
0: Love it. Okay. Last question. And then I promise we'll, we'll let you go. Um, how do you rate our use of emojis on the 10 news?
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. I think they, you know, they give you a, some sense of curiosity. I'm like, what is today's episode going to be about? I think I know there's a nose. What does the nose mean? Is it a pun or is it literally smelling? Um, so I think it's great. I love how you guys use them.
1: Up next, it's time for. What?
2: What? What's the big
1: idea? Trivia on the 10 When was the first documented use of a smiley face in text? I'll give you a hint. It was before computers or even typewriters. Was it A. 1939, B. 1648, or C. 2001? Did you guess it? The answer is. B. According to The Atlantic Magazine, it was used by poet Robert Herrick in his poem, The Fortune. This is more than 300 years before emoticons were introduced by the Plato 4 computer system in 1972. Herrick ended a line of his poem with a colon and closed parentheses, which we all know kind of looks like a smiley face. It's possible it was just an accident, but that kind of punctuation wasn't super common back then to begin with. And the line of the poem in question does have the word smiling in it. I wonder if people 300 years from now will be as curious about the emojis we use today. Hmm thinking emoji face Time's up, but before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Want even more great content from the 10 News? Sign up for the 10 News newsletter, aka the 10 News letter. It's a free bi-weekly email with even more stories to enjoy together, and we made it easy for you. The link to join is in the show notes and on our website, the10news.com. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. Our editorial director is Tracy Crooks, editing and sound design by Andrew Hall. Our creative producer is Jenna Pasqua, Stephen Tompkins is our head of audience development and our production assistant is Sarah Olander. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle and the 10 News is executive produced by Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. Do you want to be part of the show? We want you to. Have a grown-up help you record a question, a joke, or a fun fact you want to share and email it to us at hello at the 10news.com. And show your love for the 10 News by going to your favorite podcast app and submitting a rating and review. I'm telling you, it really helps others find the show so they can join us for the fun, too. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. Blowing kisses emoji, waving hand emoji, fist bump emoji. Bye.